You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Every man will continue in a state of rest or uniform motion in a straight line except compelled by an external force to act otherwise. When the external force comes, don't complain. Just say, God, open my eyes that I may see. And you will begin, all right, to discover things. The man they laid off, all right, might just sit and open my eyes. Maybe his friend has been calling him to come and visit him. He says, well, I'm so busy. He's forming busy because of his job. Finally, he now has time. Goes to visit. A conversation starts. And a massive business opens up from there. And then he says, my goodness. So God, you are the one that sacked me. It was painful. But he said, I've experienced something. All right? So second point here. So one, pray for the head. So you become razor sharp. Do you get what I'm saying here? Second thing is Romans chapter 8, verse 30. Second point is this. All right, Romans 8, let's start from 31 because of time. Romans 8, 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who then can be against us? So never forget God is for you. All men can be against you. God is for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. God is for you. What, all right? Next verse, it says this. He spared not his son. That's, he did spare. Jesus is the most precious. He spared, but delivered him for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Is God that justifies all right, who is he that condemneth is Christ that died? Yea, that is risen again, who is at the right hand of the Father, who also maketh intercession for us. Listen, don't ever forget Jesus is praying for you. Do you get what I'm saying? Jesus is making intercession for you. As you are walking through anything, Jesus is making intercession for you. Look, if you are going through something and three of the great men of God in this city call you and they say that, listen, we are on our knees. We've called a three-day fast. Won't you, won't you, all right? You start flexing. That power is behind me. Jesus says I'm praying for you. All right? He is making intercession for you. Listen, because you've got to understand this. Acts 2 verse 20, Acts 2 verse 23. It tells us, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God you have taken and with wicked hands you have, all right, crucified. Now you've taken and you've crucified him and slain him, but it was by, all right, the determinate counsel and the foreknowledge, which means God knew about it. So what you are going through, the foreknowledge God has looked and said, let him go through, or let her go through it. And Jesus now starts the intercession, all right, to see you through that particular thing. Okay? All right, next verse there in Romans 8. So Jesus, have that behind. It says this, who is he that condemneth, who also maketh intercession for us? Verse 35. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, the second thing you need to understand is, that Jesus, now you may be going through things, but don't ever question the love Jesus has for you. 
Listen, don't ever let anything good that is happening on the outside make you question the love that Jesus has for you. Because Jesus is simply telling you, if you follow through on what I am saying, you are going to end up, all right, with your cup running over. When you get to the end, you will have an explanation for everything. As you might be experiencing pain now, but you just keep pushing. The Bible says a woman might be in sorrow or in pain, but as soon as the child is born, she no longer remembers, which means just keep pushing. Once the thing that God has on his heart comes out, it will heal you of everything. Success is so powerful that it wipes away the memory of failure. Listen, it wipes away the memory of pain. In fact, sometimes when you are talking about success, it, it, it sounds like you didn't go through anything. And the reason is because it, it, it wipes out. All you have is joy. All right? A woman goes through labor pains, but she doesn't have a baby, and then people come and greet her and say, ah, leave the baby alone. Huh? Huh? All right? She's rejoicing that she has a child. And it's the same thing there. Okay? So it says this. Shall tribulation... Listen, don't ever let tribulation make you think that, that there's a question with God's love. God's love is who he is. Do you get what I'm saying here? It's not conditioned on anything in the environment. God is love. Shall distress, persecution, famine, that's even in the midst of famine, you are saying, God, you love me. Peril, the sword, now, he wants to reemphasize love again, verse 36, to show you it's all about love. For it's written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for slaughter. People look at us and say, you are sheep for slaughter. It's all over. And oh, look, my friend, don't ever predict that that's the end of anybody. You are not God. That person that is going through it, Jesus is making intercession. The Holy Spirit is groaning for that person. It says, do not lay anything. Don't condemn. Don't ever say it is over. It is not over. Do you understand what I'm saying here? The only person that can stop the blessing is the person going through it with their own words. If the person is saying it's over, then there's nothing God can do. Because as you have said, and he hears, so shall he do. But so long as that person is saying, I am coming out of this. I am coming out of this. I am coming out of They will come out. You get what I'm saying? So it says here, for it's written, we are counted as sheep for slaughter. Next verse. It says, no, which means in all these things, inside it, we are more than conquerors. This is how we become more than conquerors. How? Through him that did what? Loved us. You are going to experience, love, God's love for you is not going to be something that you just talk or teach. It's something you will experience. That's when, when, when what God has planned happens, you will know that God loves me. You will come out and say, I am the apple of God's eye. Uh, you will know that you are chosen, ah, that God, you love, ah, no, 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 no. That God, listen, you experience, but you have to know that, listen, he loves you. 
That's why Jonah said, they that observe lying vanities, you are looking around to, to make judgments, they will forsake the mercy or the compassion or the love of Jesus. Next thing here, all right, next scripture. For I'm persuaded, it goes back to this law thing again, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, Next verse, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which, is, which means you can walk out of my life, but that doesn't mean God has walked out. You can separate yourself from me, but God is still attached to me. Nothing can separate. All right? Nothing can separate. That love is there. Even if I've made costly mistakes, God still says, I love you. Because the only way you are going to come out is by putting your trust in that love. That's the only way. So don't let anybody confuse you to think that their own love or support for you is what actually, all right, is the sign that God is with you. And if we are no longer with you, then God is no longer, my friend, my friend, you are not God. Are you following what I'm saying? You are not God. I mean, sometimes we human beings, we take too much to ourselves. We talk beyond our capacity. We make threats that, that look, empty threats. Are you following what I'm saying? I mean, even when people say that, listen, I'll leave the church, I'll leave that church, I'll never come back again. Are you saying that when you leave the church, God follows you? I mean, we talk too much. We take too much to ourselves. We want to control other people's lives. The more you try to control other people's lives, the less you advance. Because you are using the energy wrongly. Do you get what I'm saying? Put your energy in your own life and be going. If you know something they don't know, the speed to which you'll be moving, they'll come and ask you. This is, a, this is a language of power, not words. You want people to follow you? The prodigal son God told me, said he only returned to his father's house because his father had results. When he, when he, he knew that my father must know what I don't know, I'm going back. So make it go and run. People are using too much energy. You are too much on social media trying to correct people. Do you get what I'm saying? Let me leave that for another day. <laughs> All right? So he loves you here. Never doubt that. Isaiah 49. All right? And then I get to the last one. Isaiah 49, verse, 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 verse 12 here. And God said, behold, he was telling them, this shall come from afar. These are blessings. Law from, from the north. All right? From the west. From the land of Sinai, it was, it was describing blessings that were coming. Then he told them, he said, sing, O heavens, begin to sing. Be joyful, O earth, break forth into singing. O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people. I will have mercy upon Zion, upon the afflicted. But Zion said, they looked around and said, ah, how can I sing? How can I worship? How can you tell me God loves him with all this I'm going through? The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Then the Lord replied, can a woman forget her sucking child 
that she shall not have compassion on the son of her womb. Yea, they may forget, and that's rare. But I will not forget you. In other words, God knows where you are, what you are going through. You are saying that because it feels wrong. It's not everything that feels wrong that is wrong. You will go through painful situations in order to enter into very powerful experiences. Nobody, I'm telling you this, on the surface of this earth that is doing anything from God, that what they're doing wasn't born out of some pain in their life. That's where they came from. The, the, any stone that is a chief cornerstone anywhere, it is, was once rejected by men. So it says this here. It says, can a woman, I will not forget thee. See what it says. I've engraven thee upon the palms of my hands, and your walls are continuously before me. All right? That God says, I've engraved, I can't forget I'm there with you. Acknowledge that love, God, you love me. And begin to worship. Don't doubt that that's where it's it. And then it says, verse 17, it says, thy children shall make haste, which means the result won't just come. It will begin to make haste. As you start acknowledging the love of God in the midst of that and worshiping God and thanking him for his mercy, he says things will begin to gravitate. In fact, they got to a place where the Zion said, who has begotten me all this? From whence did they come from? They came from God's love for you. They came from the place where you acknowledged, all right, his mercy upon your life. Where, where you are there and, and so consent to be loved while you are going through contradictory circumstances is the secret to victory. To stand up and say, God loved me. People say, well, what are you talking about? I'm telling God loves me. And you worship him and thank him for his love, the love he has for you. And unfailing love, that's the secret to getting you there. So one, understand he anoints your head. So understand that he wants you to know that his love for you is unchanging and that he has that compassion and give him a chance to express that. And all he asks of you is sing to me about this compassion and love when contrary things are happening. Come and thank me for this love when contrary things are happening that don't taste nice. You know, yesterday or, or this morning, I, was, I just watched something on the internet, and it had to do with NBA, and it was um, Chagonil was having a discussion, all right, with um, Charles Barkley. These were old-timers. And I'm talking about one player in the NBA. And they said he was overweight, but he had real potential, and that somebody in the system there, an adult in the system, should go and meet him and tell him, all right, get, become fit so that you'll be able to operate at high level. And so the other guy looked at him and said, yes, I remember Charles. When you were overweight, when you were playing for the Pistons, he said, it was, it was uh, Moses Malone, your mentor, that came and told you. He said, you know what he told me? He said, if you want to become fit, anything that tastes good, spew it out of your mouth. In other words, eat those things that don't taste very nice. They are the ones that are good for you. So in life, many things that will take you to where you are going to don't taste nice. Do you get what I'm saying? You go through experiences, I can sit down here and tell you stories. Don't taste nice, but that's where the miracle is. And then finally in Acts chapter 2 here, we saw this in verse 
23. Acts 2, 23. And I close with this. Being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. And there's a third point I want you to get. That will take further explanation, but I want to start this conversation in your mind. Determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. You have taken and by wicked hands, this wicked, now God knew, but wicked hands, you have crucified and you have slain. Next verse, it says, whom God hath raised, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that it should be holding of it. Now, what made it impossible for death to hold Jesus down? There was something. When you are in a situation, what makes it impossible all right, for death, which means you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death and you know it is impossible for you to be defeated in this place. There's a secret to it. If you understand this, you won't lose any battle again for the rest of your life. It's on the grounds of the blood and I want to show you. And more than the Christians, we argue with this thing. As our doctrine, we fight it. What is the secret of victory? Now, what will, why was it impossible? Let's use scripture to justify this. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. 1 Corinthians. It says, so when the corruptible shall be shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Now, next verse. O death, where is thy sting? O grave. Where is thy victory? Next verse. The sting of death is sin. In other words, what gives death its sting there, its power, its control, is the word sin. In Scripture, you can read the book of Romans from Romans chapter 3 to Romans chapter, to Romans chapter 5. Paul talked about sins in plural tense. Then he changed it to singular tense, sin. Sins are things people do. Sin is an inherent nature. So he says the sting of death is that sin, which is that nature, that substance. Because through one man, Adam, sin came into the world and then death came in through sin. So if you remove a sin, death has nothing that it can use. So when death came to Jesus, Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh unto me, but he has nothing on the inside of me, so he can't get me. He said, listen, I died sinless, so death cannot lay any claim upon my life. I have to be raised from the dead. Our own problem is that we cannot claim that. But through the sacrifice of Jesus, there is a provision for redemption, all right, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And how does that work? In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, if we walk in the light, which means in what it shows us, as he is in the light. So we are walking with him in the light. We are in the light. 
We are walking with him. As he is in the light, it says we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Which means once that blood is cleansing, there's nothing death can do. The blood of Jesus is cleansing. He uses that word sin. Sin is cleansing from all sin. Now, the problem is, the Christian says today, ah, no, I do not have any sin. Now, when you say, I do not have any sin, understand what you say? Ah, no, 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 no. So we ask the Christian, okay, you don't have sin. Are you perfect? He says, no. All right. So you are imperfect. Yes. So what do you mean by you are imperfect now? It means that, now, no matter what you say, people that... I, I mean, if say you don't have sin, let's just put you into a small group to work with the people in a small group. Then you will soon know that you will soon know that there is a problem. Let's go to your family. I mean, we confront in church, but let's go home. Ask the siblings what is the problem. They will say that listen, they just cannot disclose because families are to cover. So even when you are getting married, they know what the problem will be, where you are, the house you are going to. But they just say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we can't deliver. Ah. All right? But when you say, we'll be sorting it out when they get there. They ask the father, they know what the problem is. All right? You come, judge. Your spouse knows your problem. Your spouse is feeling the effect of that sin. The good part and the bad part. But you come to church, your spouse took covers. Say, listen to me, you're great. You are great. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, ah, wonderful. All right? But they are feeling the effect of it. All right? Now, it says, God says, I, the blood will wipe. So once the blood is cleansing, then Satan can use it. So it says in the next verse, verse 8, it says, all right, verse 8 here, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And that's the problem. When you say there's nothing, then you are not looking to the blood to cleanse. So Satan holds to that. But once you are getting that cleansing by the blood, that's why we overcame him by the blood, Satan folds his hand. He said, this person is praying here for constant cleansing. There is nothing we can do. What we want to use, the blood is washing. What we want to use, the blood is washing. We have no foundation in this person's life. That's why we'll close with this in Psalm 32. There's a prayer. It says in Psalm 32, that's why you get into any situation. I don't tell anybody. I say somebody, ah, how can someone that you? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's me. God is trying to purge. Anything happens between me and anybody, it is me. God is cleansing. All right? I don't point out and label him. I take responsibility for my life. It's me that God is cleansing. In other words, you, you just, you, even when the red flag goes off, you, you, you choose just to overlook it. Now, if you know anything in life, if the red flag goes off and you overlook it, my friend, my friend, the pain that can come out of that thing can take, do you know what I'm talking about? So I've been cleansed of that. If I see red flag, I press the brick, finish. All right? So look at what it says here. Psalm 32. I close today. It says, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is what? Covered. It says, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute iniquity, in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all day long. Day and night, thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. I was suffering. He said, I acknowledge my sin. My iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord and he forgiveth the iniquity of my sin. 
He says, so shall he, not that he's ungodly, so shall everyone that is what godly pray unto thee in the day thou mightest be found. Surely the floods of water he's saying will not come near him. That threat won't come near him. All right, next he says, thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt come past me with songs of deliverance. Then he goes on and says, I will teach you. I will instruct. God begins to instruct. God begins to teach in the way that you should go. God starts guiding you with his eyes. That's where you start getting it. Then when he starts teaching, then you know that, ah, you mean there's all this I didn't know? Or, ah, I was missing the mark. I thought, I'm, and, and, but you see, he's teaching you, you are, you are being covered, all right? You are, lesson, you are learning the lessons, all right? And you are growing and all of that, but the blood of Jesus is cleansing. So Satan has no access there. You, you, it's not, you are not going through hard knocks on the outside. He's instructing you. He's guiding you and, and protecting you at the same time because you have, do you get what I'm saying here? You've humbled yourself. So all other people are suffering and suffering. You are not suffering. He's just instructing you because once you saw it, you quickly went to him and he instructed you and guided you and you found out the path in which you should go. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. And I declare into the life of any person that is going through or walking through the valley of the shadow of death this moment, I say according to the word of the Lord this morning, the judgment of God on that situation is that you shall not die, but you shall live. You will come out of it victorious. You will enter into the things that God has prepared for you. You will get wiser. You will be changed and transformed. You will experience the love of Jesus Christ. And you will know of a truth that the God that created the heavens and the earth is your father and his spirit lives on the inside of you, giving you strength and assurance for all your days on this earth that God is with me, and therefore in every single situation I shall come out victorious will be your testimony. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.